Hola, hola. It's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am grinning from ear to ear because I have a sexy-ass counterpart today that has never been on the podcast before. It's your first podcast debut, husband. Wow, I feel special. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Hamish Kramer, to the podcast. Yeah. Ah, Hamish, take your shirt off. Okay, so... Uh, you guys have all, all of the listeners have always been messaging me and asking me about when we're going to do a podcast together. Literally, my podcast has been up for more than a year and we have not done one episode. Y'all, it's crazy. We are going to talk today about our life and our relationship and how we work together and parent together and all the things, business together. And it's really hectic. And that's why we haven't been able to do this. Can you believe it, people? We spend so much time together doing things and we haven't been able to do a podcast so this is our first welcome to the podcast mr crummer wow thank you for having me how do you um tell the people who you are tell the people <laughs> um well i'm i'm your husband yeah um i'm your baby daddy yeah yeah uh yeah and we're uh, partners in business yes we are among other things and what do you do? What do you do in the business? What do you do in your own life? Well, I'm a personal trainer. Um, that's my trade. But uh, of lately, I've been moving into men's coaching, shamanic yes. work, meditation, which has been a real extension from my mm. PT life. So, yeah, I started a gym called Alter Ego, and uh, that was a fitness-based gym, which has now evolved into a holistic fitness studio, which... Yeah, includes fitness and meditation and all things holistic. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I've been on my own kind of journey of uh, of uh, personal development and realizations and the like. And um, yeah, I've, um, I'm charting into new territory as well. And thanks, thanks to you as well, Queen of Confidence. Love you. <laughs> uh, has been a big influence over getting me up and out and being seen. So. Yeah. And Angela. <laughs> um, and Angela Gala, for sure. For sure. And definitely the universe has given me two big firecrackers. Because <laughs> I'm quite happy to live in a cave and be by myself and chill there for forever. Or stay up on the mountain, so to speak. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of me. So, Mr. Kramer and I... Have, how long ago did we meet? When was... Um, oh, God. These are the testing questions, people. I think we it both was like don't 2011. know. <laughs> it was 2011. So I had come to Australia. And for those of you that know the story, if you don't know, now you know. I had come to Australia from America, <clears throat> and I was dating someone who wasn't good for me. And I moved to Melbourne and ended up looking for a personal trainer because I needed someone who could do rehab work because I had broken my back. And Mr. Hamish Kramer ended up calling me. 
Yep. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and in the sidelines, um, really, <clears throat> Hamish and Hamish and Tanja, who you guys know, I talk about her a lot. She was my first coach. Hamish was doing, you were doing work with her. What brought you to start working on yourself? Because well, like it's not common for men to be like, I'm going to go get a life coach. Now it is, but back then. Yeah, well, I think I was doing the same thing. I was, <laughs> I'd had a string of relationships that didn't work as well. And it's actually a crazy story because I, 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 um, I was, yeah, I was doing, a, I was in, involved in a bunch of relationships that, that failed. And it was really weird because one of my old ex, ex, ex girlfriends came back to me and kind of said, listen, you know, I, I know we haven't seen each other for like 10 years or something, but wow. you, uh, yeah. you know, she had actually started doing work on herself and wanted to come and apologize to me for the way she behaved in our relationship. And I was like, wow, that's a big change from the, this girl that I used to know. And so with that, she also said, listen, I've been doing a bunch of things like clairvoyancy and, you know, a bunch of spiritual stuff. And she had said, listen, I had been working with this woman and I really, you know, I had a message for you to do the same. And so that's when she gave me Tangeli's card. Shout out Tangeli. Um, who, who then became my first coach as well. So I, I can't, and I think at, the, at that stage of my life, I was... You know, I'd been through that, those different relationships and I knew that I had to admit that the problem had to be me because, you know, um, it, I felt like I was dating the same girl over and over again. That's a podcast I also did. If you want to check that out, am I dating the same girl? Because I felt like I was, it was, it was, I don't know how you can say this, uh, different pussy, same <laughs> energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Burr, 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 burr. So Hamish is referring to when I say same guy, different dick. Like I That's dated right. the same motherfucker, but a different dick. I love you for that. This is the same. Same bitch, different pussy. That's right. That's hey, what I was trying to say. You're so nice. You don't want to say that. I'll yeah. say it for you. Same bitch, different pussy, wow. motherfucker. Wow. You, anyway. just, you just keep saying it. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I was, I was, um, I was doing that thing, and then. Um, yeah, I think it was it was it was the t- it was time for me to get serious. And also, you know, I was I was for me I was reaching my thirties. You know, I think I I just turned thirty mm. or was thirty one or something. And I think yeah, I, I was really starting for me look towards the future of where my life was going to go. And I was like, you know, at that stage for me, I, I was really keen on getting married and having kids, and that was something I, I always wanted. And I was like, well, I need to kind of like get my shit together. Um, if that's what I wanted, and I so I thought, look, I, the best place to start is to work on myself, and so I met Tanger, and yeah, that started this whole uh, sequence of events, which I guess led us to come together. Mm. And you were always—I uh, remember Hamish telling me that he was always interested in all the different religions because your parents put you in Catholic boys' Catholic school. I know. Shout out to the Kramers; they're super Catholic still. And Hamish went to an all-boys Catholic school, and you were saying about the different religions and that that you were interested in? Yeah, so I think at a very young age, I was always fascinated with religions, which is quite strange for a young kid to be interested in, but (laughs) I was very interested in that. And again, I think a lot of the relationships that I was in found that strange or weird, and so I would often kind of hide that part of me. But from from a young age, I was always curious about I guess because I grew up in such a Catholic upbringing, and, and 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 religion was a big part of our lives. We went to church every Sunday, and we would pray every day. And you know, whenever my parents had their anniversary, there would be a 
church service around it. So, like, you know, so religion was a big part of it. And yeah. my parents are from Sri Lanka, which was a very poor country. And for my parents, you know, religion was the way they got through those difficult times or, or, or living in such a poor country. So that, that, so religion for them was a big part of their lives and they wanted it to be a big part of our lives, me and my brother. But I think along the way, as I got older, I, I felt like I was forced into it as opposed to something that I chose. And so as I got older, I started to question a lot of the things that we did in the, in the church. I started to, you know, was looking for deeper answers and deeper meaning. And I found a lot of those kind of... <laughs> questioning wasn't really looked looked well upon and mm. you know you didn't kind of question the bible or god or jesus or any of those things and I, I think that kind of led me to start exploring to see what other people believed in because i think i, I found it really hard to believe that you were you were going to die and god would be like hey you got the wrong religion off you go to hell you know yeah. like it just didn't <laughs> that just didn't make sense to me you know yeah, and, yeah. and when i questioned that i didn't really get much of a response from my parents or anybody in the community and I'm like yeah but that doesn't make sense if you're a Buddhist or if you're if you're Muslim or if you're some other denomination I mean God's gonna punish you because you got it wrong like, it just didn't make yeah. sense mm-hmm. so I, I started to research a lot of these different religions and I guess I was looking for some truth and, and what I was finding was all of these religions were kind of saying the same thing which I found quite fascinating it was just the story that was different, you know. It was just the story about whether it was Muhammad at the at the front of it, or Jesus, or Buddha, or whatever. It was just a different variation, but they were all promoting being a good person, loving each other, uh, being compassionate, forgiveness, like you know, sort of these kind of fundamental truths. And I guess I was then trying to, yeah, find my find my own truth out of that to try and find what what's the universal truth. If we pull back the story, what's really there? So. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I feel like since a very young child, I've been on that journey to try and find these truths, um, these fundamental truths. Um, and yeah, that led, led me to be interested in ancient civilizations and Egypt and yeah. um, and then you know, obviously that led me to the esoteric world and, <laughs> you know, so obviously Dan Brown's book about uh, the Da Vinci Code was like mind-blowing for me. Like that was like... Like what? And to find that some of that was based on truth, and yeah, you love like the conspiracy alien theory shit. Yeah, like, that just it just fascinates me, and yeah. I, I think, um, and I think I've, I've just seen a lot of the way the truth has been distorted or misinterpreted through history, and it just it just kind of fascinated me what we believe in. So, yeah, I I, um, I, I started my own exploration, I guess, into yeah. into these. Um, these things on top of all of that i guess i was also a huge michael jackson fan <laughs> which highly influenced my life and i guess i have memories of being this adhd child which could not sit down and the only only way my parents could stop me from running around was to put michael jackson's thriller on uh the video so it was a vhs back in those days and this video would be like the film clip of michael jackson being a zombie and then a werewolf and then it was like the making of Thriller. And so this was like an hour special, which I uh, watched, I, I, I feel like at least a thousand times. And that's no joke. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, but I think that stuff really got me fascinated with the occult and uh, the horror. And like, I think it was just the mysteries of, of these kind of crazy... Uh, 
crazy uh, this you know world of werewolves and vampires and witches and yeah vamp horror. you know horror I don't know I just I, I just I and to this day I, I I love it you know like that's it excites me so you know obviously we'll go to a bunch of uh, escape rooms so I, assholes you too so, as wonderful as Erica is in so many areas that's just <laughs> one area where we clash yes I do not like horror anymore because she's the opposite well because I watched The Exorcist too much I scared myself to death and now I just recently you guys became not scared of the dark what was it four not years ago not scared of the dark yeah. not scared of the dark well I, I was extremely scared. scared and now I'm not as scared of the dark let's better. put it that way Anyway, over to you. Back to you. So anyway, my so this also led to the traumatization of my brother because oh, I literally spent most of my uh, childhood scaring the shit out of him. Shout out to um, Matt. So that led to him to go to therapy and um, a bunch of other <laughs> modalities. Oh god. Um, yeah, so right. yeah, so that was that was kind of my um, that was kind of my interest or my kind of kind of upbringing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, then you know, fast forward to where we where we met. I, I guess I, I started to do more work. I think relationships was a big part for me, like a big mm. learning ground for me, because I kind of was that rescuer guy and would, and would love the damsel in distress. Um, and that also comes back from my love of superheroes. So I was off there trying to save every chick. And once I kind of broke down those patterns, I really started to work on myself and start to see that. You know, some of that is good, good, good characteristics to have, but sometimes that can be actually uh, not not good for the relationship. And yeah. so, yeah, so that's that's I started my journey, and I guess it all came full circle because I started to work on myself, understand my own patterns and my own behavior, and and then I started to delve back into the world of magic and the occult, and yeah. you know, um, and spirituality, and work with Tanger, and again, those things that I thought were impossible especially through Tanger, she really made me see that a lot of it was possible. And this just sparked my, I guess, my my interest again because I was like, I always knew that this stuff was true. And yeah. here I am, I found this person that was actually practicing this work and, and living it and embodying it. And I was like, wow. And she was really that first person that, you know, when you see someone do something that you thought was impossible, you're like, oh, wow, I want to do this. Yeah. And so that's where it took off and I think too there was something and we shared this yesterday because we were filming yesterday so we shared this already but I think it'd be really great for the podcast listeners to hear about you know you were a man that was working on himself after having a broken heart many broken hearts after soul searching who am I and what am I here for and what's the point of life and all that jazz so women just so you know we're not the only ones doing this there are men out there feeling the exact same as us and so I really give it up to Hamish because he's the one that introduced me to this. Like, I was not open to this shit. I, I didn't know anything about, you know, soul searching or spirituality. I was like, I had street smarts. I was angry. You know, I had all my all my past. And so when I when I did meet Hamish, the, there's a really good story. And I think we can't go into more about how we work together without sharing about the land of plenty and like yeah. the creation and how... so. On the sidelines, I was in a relationship that I moved to Australia for this guy that I met in Vegas who ended up being verbally abusive and not nice uh, at all. Not nice. And actually was virtually cheating on me with like online sex camera shit. And that was crazy. And then moving to Melbourne for another guy who was not verbally abusive, but like, um, what's the other word called? Like, um, 
uh, what is the word called when people are like um, you're not like almost like con- condemn like condemning me yeah. like condemning me for my past and kind of spotlighting you wasn't it? yeah it was like gaslighting gaslighting like it was like you know when you fix your past then I'll take you to a family wedding mm-hmm. when you delete all your photos because I used to model like bikini models from Google then I will tell my family about you kind of like you're not good enough which shit. I thought was crazy because that was That's... the first thing I loved about you because you showed me all these modeling photos I'm like damn who's this sex bitch like he was just still like I'm like why would you not want to show photos? all your friends this yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm like sitting there trying to delete photos from Google at 2am from this relationship so I was hurt I was hurt and I was just like I'm in Australia by myself I knew that I needed to obviously work on myself at some capacity because I was attracting this shit again. So that was what I was doing on the sidelines, then trying to get my body better and connected me to Hamish. But Hamish, before me, what what was going on with you? You broke up with Jess and then the land of plenty and all that jazz. Because that's a cool story. Well, you know, obviously then I, w- I started working with Tanja intensely. I really threw myself into that work. And I was single, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and do all the things that I have held myself back from and I could have easily blamed all the relationships that I was in you know that because they they some of them made fun of what I was interested in yeah um so you know for a guy especially to talk about these topics is already kind of taboo mm. and then to also have your partner then put that down so it was, a, it was yeah. a big excavating for me to kind of be like fuck you fuck everybody I'm just gonna go and explore these parts of myself and so I worked with Tanja very intensely I threw myself right into her work she introduced me to this process called the land of plenty which I guess in other terms could be considered a shamanic journey if, if you're familiar with that or a visualization as most basics understanding um, and I guess it's a it's basically where you kind of put into some sort of state or an altered state and um, you kind of reach this place where everything that you want in your life has arrived you know you, you you kind of you know Tony Robbins kind of can you you know go to that place where everything you have is there and can you feel it and it was kind of like that yeah so Tanja put me into this and what she does is you go kind of into this meditative state and she kind of tunes into you and she's also writing down what she sees so again it was this was fascinating to me because I couldn't understand how I could have this visualization or dream not say anything about it and then someone else validate exactly yeah. the same things. I mean, I was like, what the hell? Like, can she read my mind? Like, this is crazy stuff. And so what happened was you go through this process, you end up in this land of plenty, this place where everything your heart desires exists. You kind of walk around and you bring back the aspects of it. And you you, you, you kind of write those down or you bring those, those essence in. So I had to kind of draw a picture, I think. I had to come back and draw this land of plenty and I drew this world and I drew this person this relationship that I had and what I was doing in life and at the same time Tanja is in her notebook and she's writing down all the things that she's seeing then we come together and we kind of exchange notes so the crazy thing about this was that through that process I actually saw quite clearly a relationship or I saw a person Um, and for me at that time you know relationship was what was important to me because I'd been through a bunch of them and it was my focus I was like I really want to get this part of my life sorted and I was looking for somebody and so we did this process and I saw this woman and 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 Tanja really described her like that we have these notes Tanja kind of she's like this she looks like this she's vivacious she's loud she's bubbly she's high energy you know (laughs) and and kind of 
broke down what my life was going to be like in all these different sections and was like cool that was great great visualization great um, process and left it at that so then I guess we kind of fast forward um, down the track after doing that process and I'm in Sydney how many weeks do you think that was, was I, it I months? actually I don't actually know I feel like it would be months because it was okay. a big it was still, it was still <laughs> fairly fresh so we were still talking about it but it, it some time had passed yeah so I'm off in Sydney and Sydney was a special place for me with my ex-girlfriend because her family was from Sydney. So we would often come to Sydney and, you know, be with her family and her extended family and have some great times there. So I was in Sydney for a capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial arts. I was there to compete. Anyway, I competed in, in Sydney and then I you know had some time off for myself to be in Sydney. And I, and I just remember being on Bondi Beach and being quite sad because I was just I was reminiscing about all the good times we'd had I was still kind of heartbroken at this stage and was thinking about and feeling about how you know lonely I kind of felt I guess feeling sorry for myself and I guess in that moment I'd done a bit of work with Tanja and I'm like you know what I'm going to change the way I feel about this place mm. and so I'm sitting on Bondi Beach and I, I did I did the kind of land of plenty I was like cool what would I love or where would I love to be and I started to look around and focus on the things that I wanted to have in my life and um, yeah so I saw you know a family there and there was a kids running around and and I just let my imagination kind of take over and allow myself to find a better feeling thought or a better feeling story and there was a lady who was speaking another language with black hair yeah well in my visualization of being there I saw this woman and she was pregnant and she was in a black dress and she had black hair and she was speaking another <laughs> language and we were laying on in Bondi and I kind of was like matching my visualization to the place that I was at, and it was really nice. And I and it was a, it was and it really helped me change in that moment how I felt about being in Bondi and being in Sydney. I guess I was just entertaining myself. I was just, you know, killing time by yeah. allowing myself to somewhat daydream. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I have to let you know I was I was not attached to it. You know, I wasn't like yeah. this is what's going to happen and this is what it's going to look like. That's a and good point. It was I was just. Um, Allowing myself to dream and daydream and not attached to anything. And I could have had another daydream the next day and it could have been totally different. So yeah. I was very just like allowing my imagination to kind of run wild and to just for the purpose of feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. So the crazy thing then happened is I get back from Sydney. I go back to work and I had an appointment booked with you. Well, you had you had rang me too. We had spoke on the phone. We had spoken on the phone and had booked which the was appointment. So crazy. So I had already booked the appointment for Erica. Yeah. And, before I'd left for Sydney. And here's the other part of the story, the backstory that Hamish doesn't know is going on in the background. I was dating this guy, and I knew I wanted to be fit because I wanted to be good enough because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And I went to the Thousand Steps with a girlfriend, which is a place in Melbourne, which is beautiful. And I was like, I need to, I need to find a gym. And literally, the universe put me across the street from Hamish <laughs> so which is fucking crazy yes. because if I was anywhere else I would have went to another gym so I ring the gym that Hamish was working at at the time he didn't own a gym at this time he was working at a gym I called and the guy I told the guy I broke my back blah 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 he's like yep I'll get the PT manager to call you PT manager is like the head of PTs and he's the one that talks to you and then tells you who your PT will be so I'm like this angry ass Puerto Rican from America with an attitude. I still wasn't this conscious being that no, you that you changed. see here I today. I don't think anything's changed, really. 
Shanique. Really? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a lot nicer, all right? Okay. Shanique was kind of dying off. Anyway, so I'm like, there's no fucking parking. We're driving, y'all, and there's no goddamn parking. We have far as hell. Anyway, it's all good. So here we are, and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for this phone call, and Hamish calls me. And I'm like, hi, are you the PT manager? <laughs> With the biggest <laughs> attitude in the world. And he's just like, um, no, uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a rehab trainer. I got your number from blah, blah, blah. They told me to give you a call, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, they said the PT manager was going to call. Because I'm like, who the fuck is this guy trying to get a new client without going through the system? Because I'm all like rules and shit. It was hilarious. So Hamish is on the phone like, who is this grumpy ass lady who is really rude and not kind at all? Like, because I was, I was a little bit, I was a little bit attitude A little bit? Yeah. Like- more than a little bit and he was really mean because he thought I was a fat Spanish old Spanish woman (laughs) thank you podcast listeners just so you know I'm not old and I'm not a fat Spanish woman which is fine if I was but I'm not and I was just like what the fuck so he's like and you were busy right you had like I was ridiculously busy Hamish had like literally if you know anything about personal training he had 70 clients a week so 70 hours a week he was training people so he was like one of the only trainers there that was making 100 grand a year Cause he's good. He's fucking good at what he does. Still to this day, I haven't met anybody as good as you, babe. So he was like, "Who is this bitch? I don't need another client, and I definitely don't need an attitude." Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Forget anyway. It was just funny. And then I walked in on the Tuesday, and it was Tuesday, March eighth, March eighth, May eighth, May eighth, May May. Holy shit, babe! May eighth, and then what did you think? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where everything kind of shifted right there. And then I didn't think she was a spat finished woman at all. She was uh, she was um, extremely hot, beautiful, in this black wavy dress of a thing with these twenty five inch high heels. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she was. I, I was like, ah. Oh. And and what happened was, mm. as I saw her walking to the gym, I was like, oh my god, this is the same girl that I visualized in my. A daydream back in Bondi and it was really freaky and I'm like wow and she had black hair and she was in this black dress and she was speak- she's Spanish she was speaking a different language and I'm like oh that's trippy and in the moment I was really like thank you universe or God because now I kind of know what I like if that makes sense I, I wasn't looking at Erica like oh my God she's the one and now that's it I, I was re- I was still in like awesome I'm fine tuning what I want and you know I was working with like the law of attraction and manifestation and all of this and and all of that was all about really fine tuning the signal that you want so that you can bring to you what you want so I met her and we hit it off and it's like a two hour consultation yeah usually my consultations are 15 minutes it's ended up being like two hours (laughs) and it was great and then you know all the guys in the gym were giving me a hard time because I spent like two hours chatting to her and, and signed her up and the crazy thing was I then put her into my phone as Erica in brackets wifey because for me, I was like, oh, that would be my ideal wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was, it was kind of like this funny kind of joke. And so in the gym, everyone would know her as wifey because, oh, here's Hermish's wifey, blah, 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 as a joke, right? So then it's really funny how it all kind of happens. Are you crying already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, it's nice to hear it. Like, yeah, this yeah, is a and good story. and still to this day, it's Erica Wifey, and hmm. it's just funny how it ends up becoming my wife. <laughs> Change my fucking number. For yeah, and I haven't changed it. That's right. It's been the same number. But how crazy is that that the guy said that and that you did that and 
And Hamish, by the way, wasn't a creepy trainer. Like, she's going to be my wife. And, like, you know, put me in his phone as wife and was, like, full on. He was so gentle and so lovely. I was really the sleazy client. Like, yeah. And and really, at the time, actually, that's a lie. We were not into each other at that time. I remember saying to you that I couldn't see you. I was dating Roy at the time, and I really had tunnel vision because I was trying to get that right. I was trying to be perfect. I was trying to be good enough for this guy. Remember, like, he was... I was in condemnation relationship. It was like, you're not good enough. And so when I met Hamish, I was like, I wasn't allowed to look if he was nice looking or not. I was just working with him. And I yeah. never talked. It was so funny. I never talked about my boyfriend to you. No, you didn't. Remember? No, no. But I, I think I said it once or twice, but I never like really talked about him, which was so weird. But I also didn't see Hamish like, oh my God, he's sexy. Oh my God. Will he like me? Oh my God. You know, when you start going to a gym and you think someone's hot then you like start wearing lipstick and shit to the gym ladies. Um, I didn't do that. I was looking like a hot mess. And then I remember Roy broke up with me. It was my birthday. And that relationship was so turbulent and so abusive and so terrible for my self-esteem and confidence that I kind of just was like, fuck it. And I, he broke up with me. And I remember going because I worked across the street from Hamish's gym. So Hamish and I would be in the same food court trying to get lunch. And I would sometimes see him. Mm. And remember, you saw me. I think I was wearing something similar to the day that I actually met you. Uh, that black jacket, I remember. No, but you were wearing those glasses, and I didn't even recognize Yeah, I was wearing you. glasses, because I was crying so much. My eyes were so puffy, and I saw Hamish in the food court, remember? Yeah. And Hamish was like, oh, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yep, Roy broke up with me, but I'm okay. I'll be, I'm, I'm okay, I'll be fine. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> but on the outside, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's really sad. Well, because it was funny, Tanja said to Hamish, because you saw her after we met. So then once we'd met, and we were obviously training together, and we'd done the land of plenty, I, I, I told Tanja about you, and I was explaining who I'd met, and how, she, you know, now I have kind of a closer understanding of who it is that I, I want, and, and Tanja turned around straight away and was like, there's so much energy there, you know, like, she's like, Hamish, She's that's the that's it's her. She's the one. Like she's it. And I'm like, Tanja, listen, no, no, it's nothing like she's got a boyfriend, and and I honestly really felt like Erica was like out of my league. And I'm like, listen, she's just too like it's too much. And I'm very professional with my work. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, you know, especially at the gym. There was a lot of trainers that were hooking up with their clients, and it was it's just it's really messy. And yeah. you know, it's 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 your workplace, and you know, these people still have to come to the gym and. So I was, I was very big on not doing anything like that. So I was also like, listen, nothing would be worse than me trying to make a move on her and it doesn't work and it'd be so awkward and, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. And she's like, listen, she's the one. And I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense. But when we looked at the Land of Plenty, it literally matched matched you perfectly. It was exactly, it was so crazy because she pulled the Land of Plenty out and she's talking me through it. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like Erica. And she's like, listen, I, I really think that she is actually the one. So when you turned around and then said, oh, look, I've broken up with Roy. I was like, oh, this this is getting kind of crazy now. Yeah, yeah This yeah. is getting kind of weird. Yeah. And Tanja was like this, the, what is it? Like Cinderella's um, fairy godmother. She was the fairy godmother. She was like Hamish's fairy godmother because she she would be having sessions with Hamish and she was so beautiful. Like she still is, but she was like this ballerina body and they would have sessions together and I would walk by and be like, hi. And she'd be like, Oh, hi Erica. And like, she knew everything about me. And I'm like, I don't know this woman, but how does she, and I never got in my head that maybe Hamish is talking about me to her. Mm. Cause I didn't think Hamish liked me at all. I didn't think he liked me at all. And when that happened with the breakup, I was home. I rented 
at the movie store, y'all, young people, do you know what a movie store is? <laughs> it was like Netflix, but a store. I rented Eat, Pray, Love and Sex in the City, like all the episodes. I was eating ice cream at home, crying because I had literally moved to Australia for this fucking guy who was an a-hole in Sydney. Then I moved to Melbourne for another guy. Like, what a loser, right? Like, I was like, what a loser am I? I I'm following men around. I'm not good enough. And now he dumped me on my birthday. It didn't work. And what the hell? Like, what am I going to do with myself? And so I just felt shame. I felt guilt. I felt lonely. I felt sorry for myself. All the th same things that probably you felt when you broke up with Jess. Yeah. And I'm like, I got this idea in my head of like, I'm seeing Hamish twice a week. I'm like, I can't do this. I need to look after myself. I loved going to the gym. I loved being sexy and fit and beautiful for me. I liked it for me. It made me feel good. And so... I was like, I need to see Hamish more. That was literally the thought that came into my head that night. Mm. I needed to see Hamish more. And then when I saw you in the food court, I was like, can we book another session? Yeah, yeah. Can we do another, like a night session on a mm -hmm. Tuesday night or mm -hmm. something it was? And you were like, yeah, yeah, sure. No worries. It's like an extra $3. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't $3. It was $5. I had this scaling system. <clears throat> really? The more you did, okay. cheaper it was. I thought it was like, no, no dollars. Oh yeah, you can see me for free. And... <laughs> and then we started hanging out and it was funny because I remember Hamish is not a morning person still to this day like unless he has coffee and so I would train with him at 6am and I'm like good morning Hamish how was your weekend blah 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 and he would just kind of stare at me like yeah it's good and I'm like this guy needs fucking personality like he's lovely come on and so remember what did you say to me BC or whatever BC before coffee don't B talk to me before coffee BC and I'm like okay so then I'm like why don't we why don't we get coffee and then he's like cool and then our sessions turned into like well we moved our sessions till later oh yeah that's right remember it was like 7 or 7.30 so we could do coffee because the coffee shop opened at 8 so we would train at like 7 or 7.30 no, 8, 7.30. Yeah. Finish by 8, and then by the time we would go down, and then we'd sit there, because you had to be at work at 9. Yeah. So then we would sit for... Half an hour or so. Half an hour. I would be late to work. Because... Yeah. And then when I did... When we did do that, like, we just chatted about everything. Like, it was like an open cap of and talks. And I came alive. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy's really lovely. And then maybe I was like, oh, he's really nice. I was like, good morning, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do push-ups. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe no more coffee for you. <laughs> this workout's getting harder. I'm getting fitter and fitter by the coffee here, people. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. And then we, we became friends and we started chatting. And then I think it was, that was May, June, July. No, was, June, you, it was your birthday. Oh, June, it was my birthday. And then, so we started training in May for a whole month. We were kind of just like nothing. Like I wasn't, no interest either of us. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but it was no interest. And then June was my birthday. Hamish's birthday is in July. And I literally had no friends in Melbourne. Yeah. My nail technician, Teresa, at the time was my friend and Hamish, my personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So my service providers were my friends, which was a shame for me. I was like, what? I'm so such a loser. And then it was your birthday and Hamish invited me. That was the first kind of thing that you invited mm -hmm. me to. And I was very popular as well. Yeah, you Mind were pretty you. popular. <laughs> so I had lots of friends, and I'm from Melbourne. He's so the cool token brown I was man. pretty connected, <laughs> and so we had our... Uh, I had my 31st birthday at... 31st? Yeah, 31st, yeah. at Baroque. Yep, which is a big-ass club which in Melbourne. It's a big club, it's a, it's a popular club, or it was at the time. And um, yeah, we, we had the whole crew down. Like, we had all the guys, and we had all the girls, and everybody, everybody came to that party. Yeah, and he was like, you should come. And I'm like, all right. And I was so conservative. We have a photo oh of this. Oh, my God. 
I, I might put it in the show notes, actually. Um, I was so conservative because I was dating this guy, this Lebanese guy, and I was trying to be Jasmine a princess because I wasn't good enough and I needed to be this cardigan-wearing, hair extensions long, no lipstick, fucking, I don't know, like, perfect Jasmine girl that, you know, wasn't who I really was. Oh. And so I went really conservative to your birthday, remember? Really conservative. Yeah. There was no boobs shown at no, all. No, nothing. I had, like, arms. And Hamish had literally foundation from all the women that he was pashing and kissing and <laughs> hugging. Like, white foundation on his brown face. And I'm like, he looks really pale. I'm like, oh, that's not his... Okay, that's foundation. That's red lipstick on his cheek. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I remember you introducing me. Like, Hamish was drunk, by the way, which I love Hamish drunk. Hamish drunk is the best thing ever um because he gets naked he takes his pants off and starts dancing and he's just crazy like you're the best drunk ever me drunk is that's another story but hamish drunk that's is a good there's a whole nother podcast it's police podcast and flashing vaginas podcast and so hamish hamish was introducing me to everyone he was like oh hi you're here like really excited i'm like oh my god he's drunk and then all of your friends Knew me. Everyone knew because all I was doing was talking about you, and so everyone was like, "Oh, Erica!" Oh, and I was like, know. "Oh, hi!" And I'm looking fuck? at them going, "Don't look so fucking obvious." <laughs> but. Yeah, I think that's when it started kicking in. It was good, and then I a whole another podcast. But I was going to Hillsong Church at the time, which I wasn't a church girl, but at the time I had just I love cults, y'all, and so I did go to a church, and it was hilarious because. I said to Hamish, if you want to date me, you got like if you want to go dancing with me, let's go to church. Yeah, because I said to you, let's go out, let's go out for dinner or something. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you can come to church with me. And then he was like, okay, uh, I'll go to church with you. And it was fucking hilarious because we went to church, and then I got into this sexy ass slutty dress that, that was made you hilarious. zip up. And anyway, that was the night that Hamish had to tell me that he liked me because he was going to Brazil. Yeah. The place you don't want your new boyfriend to go. Hey, you were, I wasn't. I wasn't your new boyfriend at the time. I know, but when I found out, I was like, "Damn!" So Hamish is going to Brazil for four weeks. Yeah, so I was going to go to Brazil to do capoeira, which was I was really loved and passionate about. And again, working with Tanger, and she, uh, Tanger actually really put the pressure on me because she was like, "Listen, Erica is actually the one. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of energy there." And you need to tell her tonight how you feel. And I was, this was really Cinderella. difficult for me. This is really, <laughs> and she kind of said to me, I feel like if you don't do this tonight, because you are going to Brazil, you might not get another opportunity. So I was just really stressed. So you can imagine, like, we're really close, we're really good friends. Um, you know, she's a client, you know, so all of this kind of came rushing back. But, you know, from the work I was doing with Tanja, this was this was my test. I had to start to, you know, become more direct and I needed to be clear about how I felt and so be true with my emotions. And so that's what I was working with Tanja. And so we decided to go to church. She turns into her, changes into a stripper dress. I'm like, okay. Uh, we go out to a, to a bar, to a club. We have a few drinks. We're having a good time. And this was kind of like my going away for Brazil. Yeah. And we each know? brought a friend because we, we each brought a friend because we thought it'd be awkward. <laughs> like I forced a friend of mine and you brought a friend of yours. Yeah. And then we went out and then, yeah, we were dancing and you were getting flirty. No, and... do you remember what happened? You yeah. were like, I need to talk to you. Outside. Yeah, no, but you were getting flirty first. Was I? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was I? Was I was getting like, flirty? Really? I was dancing with me? You. Me? Um, yeah, we were dancing flirty with me. Kidding. You probably did a couple of times. I'm like, okay, this is. I've had enough of this. So I'm like, let's go outside. So I pulled you, pulled you outside, and I said, listen, 
I can't be your friend anymore. And that's you're like, what he oh. said. That's what he said, you guys. I can't be your friend anymore. And I was like, what? Like my heart sank down to the ground because I didn't know. Like I thought that was it. Yeah. And then I said, because I like you. I can't be your friend. You know, I want to be more than a friend. And Because I like you. Because I like I you. Said, yeah. I like you and too. And you're like, I like you too. And then you gave me this like seductive kiss on the lips and went and then pulled me back inside. I'm like, okay, this shit is on <laughs> like Donkey Kong. That was the best. And yeah, that was that's kind of how we hooked up. Yeah. And then we just had this three day love bliss. Love bliss. I actually don't like know what bubble. time of day I don't know. It was. We didn't eat food. We, did we, we sleep? I don't know. I don't remember sleeping. I remember seeing Batman, the movie. But. We went to the movies. We, we shared everything. And that was the first time I felt like Hamish was a bit spiritual, shamanic something. Because I was thinking about the guilt. I had just got out of a relationship. Oh my God. What is Roy going to think? What are the people that know me and know Roy going to think? Because it was all about what do people think, that relationship. And I remember looking like I was stressed out on the couch. And Hamish was laying down. And he stood up. And he was like, are you okay? What's on your mind? And I was like, whoa, dude. How did you know that? Like, it was so weird. I just felt like you felt me. Mm, I did. And we just shared everything. In those three days, We it was like we were together for three years in three days, yeah, I feel was, like, right? And then he went to Brazil. And we had every conversation as we well. We had every conversation. Because I was pretty upfront. I was like, listen, you know what? I'm looking for some, like, I, you know, I'm not sure what this is, but I'm, I'm looking to go down this path. I I'm this age and I'm looking for a long term and when I get involved in relationships I love to give everything so this yeah. is what I'm after you know yeah. we were, I was we were really clear yeah and then you were like that's how I am and that's what I'm looking for that's what I won't so it was it was good I think we, before anything got too further along the line I think we were really clear about okay well this is what I'm after yeah like if this is a one night thing that's cool if it's not then yeah, no, you know, we're the same. You know, like, we, so we were on the same path straight uh, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And obviously, there's more to this. There's going to be a part two, part 12, part 17. Yeah, there is. But it's, it's just really, when, I, when we hear this story now, when we talk about it, it's like we were both attracting something. We were both uh, magnetizing something. We were manifesting something. And, and just, you never know how it's going to come. And mm-hmm. literally, I mean, there's more to come about how we do business and how we work together. But that story of how we met was incredible because I didn't know what was going on in the background and neither did he. And we didn't know that our life was preparing us for us to meet. And literally, I mean, we've been married now six years mm-hmm. and it feels like I've been with you since I was like 10 so, lifetimes ago. Oh my gosh, really? Like for sure, we've been married another lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And it's the most incredible thing. And we do everything. We talk about everything. We fart. We fucking shit in front of each other. We well, do whatever. Fart. I do. Okay, and I and fart you fart too. Come on now. <laughs> As in, we don't have any embarrassing anything. Like literally, literally everything we fucking talk about. It's uncapped. There's no secrets. We talk about masturbation. We talk about fucking sex. We talk about like every single thing you can imagine. It is the most in-depth, real, loving, deep relationship that you could imagine. It's a fucking fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Our communication is on point. We're going to be obviously doing some couples work, you guys. Just PS. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a webinar for couples and we're going to do a full day couples workshop because this is legit love. Like we, we're we fucking on it. Yeah. And, we, and, and also, it wasn't like we got together and then it was all oh, no. unicorns and rainbows That's either. More. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, then the work started. You yeah. know? I had to keep working on myself. You kept working on yourself and then we had to create this relationship that we wanted so it wasn't like yeah it was all good and we're in love and everything fell into place it was it was work then it was a lot it was a lot maybe that's part two that's part two we're gonna share with you all the things and how we actually came together and how we actually created and did this shit because it's not easy you know it's actually a lot of work and we were so committed to the work and we were so committed to making this shit happen um 
Yeah, and it was incredible. And so I hope that you've enjoyed today's special guest, Mr. Hamish Kramer. We are going to do some more because we need to, and it's awesome. And I want you guys to know about how this relationship works and how we actually have created a business and a life and a, you know, parenting, how we want to do it and, and, and how we support each other and how you can have this, you can have love, you can have the love of your life and the love of your dreams and the life of your dreams if you're willing to fucking work it. And believe me, we still work it. We buy and Katie everything. Me and Hamish, all we talk about is the work. Um, so yeah. I love you. Thank you for being on, on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to hear more about Hamish, and he referred to a lot of the things growing up with Catholic parents and all that jazz. He, he has a podcast called Manfulness. Manful, F-U-L-N-E-S-S. He's also on Instagram at... Manfulness Men. Manfulness Men. So Manfulness with the men. Uh, and he's just awesome. He's, he's the most beautiful soul, and I, I really hope that you follow him you enjoy him send your man friends or anybody that identifies as a man over to hamish's way he's doing shamanic sessions and men's work uh virtual and in person while he can do in person get in while you can mofo's getting busy so proud of you husband i love you thank you for doing this work and thank you for joining me thanks babe if you are enjoying this podcast I want to let you know about the sisterhood. It is my year-long coaching experience. I ain't even going to call it a program because it's literally a life-changing, life-altering experience where I coach you. We go deep. It's in real time. It's off the charts. It's 12 months. We touch on six major topics. I can't even tell you. There's over... 200 women in 11 plus countries doing this work. You got a like-minded women that are going to hold you accountable. It is going to change the way you think. It is going to change the way you act. It is going to change the results that you get in your fucking life. I am so excited to bring this to you. If you are down and you want to make shit happen, head over to thequeenofconfidence.com. Click on sisterhood. Check it out. If you're in Melbourne, we do this shit in real time, in person, six live events a year. If you are anywhere else in the world, it is open now and you can join us online. Again, it is not a program. This shit right here, we take the podcast, we go deep. It is guided. I'm up in there coaching your ass, giving you loving bitch slaps, and you are in great company. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.